for the first time in too goddamn long because we need to figure out how to do these things it's time to raise the roof for this latest episode of the raise the roof podcast welcome back guys uh it's the off season as i'm sure you can tell the Rays unfortunately did not do much in the postseason which we don't need to talk about because that was like three months ago and i don't think anyone wants to talk about at this point uh the winter meetings just ended um there was a lot of things that happened there uh unfortunately we did not hear about the legend of arson judge uh his his um you know his presence uh went and gone in the matter of seconds because John Heyman doesn't know how to actually tweet things uh, legibly. Um, and a bunch of other stuff happened, obviously a lot of things with the Rays. So we're going to talk about all of that. Uh, it's me, Evan, and Bree, because Bree technically is, I mean, Bree, how do you want to explain your current situation? Because I'll let you do it. <laughs> I am fun employed and the F is silent for the time being. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think it's going to last long, but figured I'd hop on and chat with you guys a little bit while I am. So, yeah. So, uh, for you guys that have been yearning for Brie over the last year, because she has been working with the Rays. So, uh, Don and Port Charlotte, which unfortunately, and we will be talking about that, the, uh, the Rays will not be using Port Charlotte as their spring training complex for this year. And then there's a couple places that they're already exploring, a couple places that we want. So we will talk about that. But yeah, Bree was working down there um, over the course of the season. So that's the reason why she wasn't able to come on the pod with us. But she will be on the pod for this. Um, so yeah, we've we've definitely missed a lot. I mean, it's not like the Rays really did much. Uh, I would say the, the most notable news is stuff that happened over the last week. And we'll get into that um, in just a bit. But first off, how is everyone doing since we haven't talked in like months? I mean, like we've kind of talked, but not really. But you can go. You have probably way more to talk about than I do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've been I've been good. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of crazy how quickly things slow down when the off season hits. Um, yeah, especially when you're fun employed, as I said, but um yeah it's been kind of cool seeing how the process works on the other side and yeah i don't know we're chilling it's pretty cool evan how you doing i know that you're pretty busy with your current uh, ex- uh exploits with your job i'm good um still getting used to the 40 hour work week but it's not that bad um living in the dc area is cool still um yeah i Michigan smoked Ohio State. I have to I have to announce that. Um that was awesome. And and don't forget, Maryland put up a hell of a fight the week before, too. Alex, I bet you were proud that day. Oh my God. So side story there. So um still in Mississippi. Uh I went to Auburn that uh the weekend of the Ohio State game to be with some friends and family. Um, and we went to the Auburn game, who I think they were playing Western Kentucky, and I wore my Maryland jersey and like and I was like, I'll oh, just wear it because I don't have anything else. And like, as the game was going on, like during breaks, they would do like, like live look-ins to other games. And like every so often, I would see like Maryland doing something good. And I was like, let's go. Dude, they and looked really good. That game. Behind me, be like, oh man, Maryland's put up a fight. Go Terps! I was like, yeah. They they looked like extremely good that game. Todd, it was so awesome. Funny. I was just wearing a Maryland jersey in at, at like a random Auburn game, and it just happened to be playing so. Good. <laughs> That's it awesome. Did you go to the Egg Bowl? I did not go to the Egg Bowl. Um, I did. I did watch it at a bar in Starkville, so that was nice. Um, it was a it was a chaotic, 
chaotic. Dude, they almost they almost handed them that game. Like I'm they almost also, just like gave them that game on a silver platter. Also, Lane also Lane Kiffin blew two timeouts on the two point conversion. That didn't really help out things. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You guys saw everything with that situation recently because that involved one of my a, a new friend of mine um, around here. Uh, but luckily, um, John is no longer the uh, the John under the uh, the hot seat when it comes to sports media news recently because John Heyman has taken the crown for that one in a big way. That was I was happy for about like thirty seconds after that news. That you was were happy. That was all not like that way, but I'm telling like in terms of the judge thing because I mean I don't know about you guys I I thought he would sign I thought it was kind of one of those things where if he was going to go to the Yankees he would have already. But I think he like baited people basically. Like like that's what I heard is is that he basically baited people. Into- but it was le- I mean he I, it was it was the classic leverage he. I think I think he just like sweet talked the Giants. He just sweet talked the Giants, I think, and he got a hell of a contract. And then he's like, Yankees match this or I'm leaving. So classic negotiation strategy, hell of a job by him. Um, But the Yankees are far from being a very good team. So I'm not that worried yet. That is true. But yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been very, very chaotic in the baseball world. Very, very chaotic in our own personal lives but let's go to talking about the Rays for a quick sec because I didn't even know this until the Zach Eflin signing the highest signing in Ray the the highest free agent signing in Rays franchise history happened <clears throat> four months before they played their first game and it lasted for 25 years like can we can we just like 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 i know the the f1 thing was one thing but the fact that wilson alvarez was the highest free agent signing in ray's franchise history and he got signed in december of 1997 it's just frustrating because like just because like there's been so we've had so much talent go through this team and understandably we've let a lot of it go i realize we can't afford to keep players but like, there's got to be one player in the last 25 years that was worth that much money. I feel like. Also, Wilson Alvarez got way overpaid because he was and not that good with the race. So did I? I mean, I think Eflin did too. I mean, I'm like 13.3 million dollars a year for a bullpen guy, unless we're going to stretch him out to a starter. Or I, I, mean, I think I, that he's a starter. Oh, he is. No, I thought he was... he's supposed to be a three or a four, right, Bree? I think oh, he's going to be a starter. Okay. Still, still even if he is a starter, I mean, I try. Obviously, there's no reason to doubt. The, the contract the is backloaded, by the way. It's 11 mil through the first two years, and then 18 mil in the last year. Which I'm assuming that there's some sort of an opt-out clause or some sort of a trade clause that's included in there. But I just, it's just, it's a lot of money for a guy who's been. He was really good in this postseason for the Phillies, but I'm gonna look up his like career numbers, but. Yeah, Bree, know, has he been that good? Yeah, uh, he's he's only pitched over a hundred innings, I think, three times out of his seven seasons, and he's only thrown he's only had twenty starts three out of the seven seasons, so he hasn't been durable enough quite quite nearly as much as I think uh, we would have wanted as Rays fans. But also, the Rays know how to use guys because they made Corey Kluber into a guy who threw one hundred and sixty four innings last year. So take that for what it's worth. Bree, what were, what were your thoughts about the Eflin signing when he uh when the Rays announced that and all that happened? I really like those kinds of moves. Um, 
it kind of reminds me of a couple years ago when they signed all of those guys, Waka, Hill, Archer, um, McHugh, and kind of just said, we don't know what your roles are going to be. We're going to, but you guys are going to cover innings. And some of those worked out, some of them didn't. I think the amount that they put into Eflin shows that they see something that they are going to use. Mm-hmm. Um, they see something that they can optimize and Cole raise metrics. He's already hit on some of those things like changing how he pitches to lefties, I believe is one of them and how he uses his pitches. Those are things that the Rays are very, very good at changing. And also Eflin, he's 28 years old. Like he's really pretty young for a free agent. They got the youngest free agent um, starting pitcher in, you know, the free agent class, which I think is really important and yeah I think he's someone that could stick around and be really solid in our rotation that's already a phenomenal rotation so yeah when I when I saw it originally I mean this was my personal opinion so again growing up in a family of Phillies fans growing up a Phillies fan watching a lot of Phillies games uh, he was a guy at least for me that when I saw him pitch I was frustrated with him more than I was pleased with him So I'm hoping that that's a thing that the Rays can correct is the making it the other way around where he's having more positive starts and more positive things going on than negative things. Because I do think that he, I mean, he, you know, he showed it in the postseason. He's shown it in starts before that he's a capable pitcher, that he's got good stuff. It's just, again, it's the durability issue for me. Uh, And I think that's the biggest thing is just, I mean, when you have a guy who in his first seven, seven seasons of baseball hasn't had, you know, has pitched, you know, has has had 20 or more starts three times in the three out of those seven years, which means half of those seasons that he was pitching, he wasn't starting at least 20 games in a year. That's just, it's, it's concerning. So, and, and that included this year, if I'm not mistaken, I think he pitched less than 20 starts this year, if not something close to that. So it's something to keep an yeah, eye he on. Started, he started 13 games this year. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's that's it's it's not encouraging. So I'm I'm hoping it's what Bree was talking about. It's that the Rays see something that not other people don't. And yeah, I mean, I I agree. I trust their judgment with that. I mean, for yeah, sure, Waka probably wasn't the best signing, but I mean, that's I mean, you're gonna have a bad signing every once in a while. I'm just more – I like the signing. I just think it was a little bit too much considering that's probably our area of, like, we don't need any starting pitchers. Our starting rotation is nasty without him. I just would rather have wanted them to save that money and gone all out for a bat because we desperately need some offense, um, preferably an outfield bat. But, I mean, there's still a lot of time left in free agency, so yeah. we'll see. I question for you guys. Yes. With the season that Waka was coming off of, would you have been okay? Do you think that would have been a good signing if the Rays re-signed Waka? Yes or no? So coming off of the season that he just had? Because mm-hmm. I know that was something that was floated around. Uh, I. Mm, it's tough because... That was the same thing that happened with Renfro when the Rays got rid of Renfro and then he immediately had a good year with the Red Sox. It was one of those things again, but I I mean, even still like, man, probably not. Yeah. I would say probably not just because of the recency bias of at least for me. And because of the good year last year means you're going to have to pay him more. 
Like, like obviously he had a really good year last year, but we know what his floor is. <laughs> and I don't want to overpay. It's it's too risky of a signing, I think. I think we'd have to dish out 9 or 10 mil for a year for him. I mean, if we gave Archer 7 mil, we we're going to have to give him more than that, considering how good he was last year. Um, And like I just said, um, I don't really want to see that many more if any more starting pitching signings, because I don't think we need any. Um, just considering the talent that we have at the major league and in the minor league at the pitching position. So I just, I think he's going to, we would overpay for him. And it's too risky when we can use that money to go sign a big bat. Yeah. What would you do, Bray? I think, honestly, I was never as much of a Waka hater as most of most of the Rays fans were. I think the Red Sox just unlocked something that was already there that the Rays couldn't quite get to um, during his short time here. But I also would like to say you never have enough pitching. We've seen the past couple of years. Tyler Glass now went down. Shane Boz went down. Shane McClanahan ended the year not feeling the greatest, if you remember. We were kind of concerned that he was going to have to have a shoulder surgery. Remember during that Marlin start where he was going to go and then he didn't and everyone was freaking out? Yep. You know, these things happen. Like, hypothetically, Shane McClanahan goes down early next year. What are we going to do? So that's why I think that it is never – you can never have too much pitching. And I think if Eflin, if he needs to start, he can start. If there's not a spot for him or – we decide Taj Bradley is ready to come up and be in the rotation, then, you know, Eflin can still spot start or he can be a long reliever type guy. So I think the signing is assurance, if anything. And like you said, his contract is backloaded. It's probably going to be a situation where we're not paying him that full amount. We're going to trade him probably before that really, you know, those higher cost years end up happening. So I don't think it's a bad signing by any means. I think it's smart to shore up that area because pitching is so finicky. And like the past few years, like I said, we've had really, really bad pitching injuries yeah. and, you know, that's an understanding. God forbid that happens again. At least we have this. And also I think the Rays lately um, have shown, you know, a desire to spend more money on areas of need. And, you know, honestly, like Stu deserves some credit here. Like, I mean, not to like kiss up to the boss or anything, but he said, you know, if if we see that someone is going to, if we can afford someone and we, th- what did he say? He basically said, if we think someone is worth a certain amount of money, we will give them that. It's just they usually don't see that. So um, like the Freddie Freeman contract, the Rays offered him a very comparable offer to the Dodgers. He just ultimately wanted to go to L.A. So I think that this doesn't necessarily limit things as much as we think it does. They paid Wander. They're willing to pay Eflin now. I mean, they paid Brooks Raley, a reliever. I know we traded him now, but $10 million over two years, like that's a lot for the race to give to a reliever. So true. I think that we are starting to see a switch in this era of Rays baseball. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't want fans to be disappointed with the Eflin signing because I think it's going to restrict the bat thing. The Rays know they need a bat and they are not going to go this offseason without getting one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, So 
you know, uh, so now the F1 signing again, largest free agent contract in race franchise history, which is still a weird thing to think about because I understand, you know, F1 has had moments of greatness, but I think if we're talking about like largest free agent contracts in the history of a franchise team, that's not really one that the Rays would um, want to look at as the main thing, but uh, we're here. So uh, Bree, Bree mentioned it and I do want to go over, I, I guess the two, more or less um, recent trades that have happened or trades of some sort, because the one is something that I want to is there is a little bit more to it, but uh, the other one is uh, the Brooks Raleigh uh, trade. So the race traded Brooks Raleigh to the New York Mets for uh left-handed reliever or left-handed starter, whatever he might be. Uh, Keyshawn Askew. Uh, Keyshawn was in uh, both, uh, I think, yes, class A and high A, uh, for the Mets last year, had really, really good numbers. Um, I know people were making the jokes about the SQ thing, and he's got an, um, a very, very interesting pitching motion. He's much more of a sidearm guy. Uh, but, you know, he he looks really, really good. Tenth-round pick uh, in the 2021 draft, I believe, out of Clemson. So he's got the college experience, really, really good college experience against good teams in the, A uh, in the ACC. So that's definitely a good thing to look at. Um but yeah, uh, how do we think about the deal? I know it was kind of one that came up randomly, but um, uh, Bree, starting with you, what did you think about the deal when it happened? Um, it was kind of known that the Rays were looking to trade one of their lefty relievers. I know a lot of Rays fans were probably hoping that was going to be Colin Pochet, but you know, it's because we couldn't get anything from him. That's why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want that guy that, off the but... team so bad. I'm sorry, I cannot stand. I cannot stand that guy. Yeah, I'm sorry that, but sorry. No, for you're good. But... <laughs> no, you're good, but. Yeah, I think this was kind of something that they were probably floating around all of those guys, I would say, all of our lefty relievers, and kind of seeing what they could bring back, I would guess. I don't know that, but I would guess. And, I mean, this guy is very impressive, and I think Rage fans should be really, really excited about him. So, you know, this is just, in my opinion, this is the result of the Rays floating around all of those lefty relievers, and this was kind of what they determined was the best return and I like I said I think he's really really good and if he was really really good in that system then you know I would wager he's going to be much much better in ours it's a little biased but uh, we have a great pitching group and obviously that's that's not even a project I mean every development every player is a project but like he's already so good it's just like you know finding a way to keep him good and if we can make him better then I mean He's outstanding. Yeah, Evan, what did you yeah. see, or um, what did you think of the deal when it first happened? I I, re- I really liked it at first. I was like, eh, but as, as I thought about it more, I liked it a lot. I mean, he was supposed to get paid four point five million next year, I think, um, which is a lot for a bullpen guy. Um, and we got a young guy who, yes, he's only played in. Would you say cl- class A? I think. Yeah, yeah, Class A, and then he pitched in High A, which is the so I think it was um, Port St. Lucie, and then he pitched in Brooklyn, which is their High A affiliate. So that's the but, highest affiliate of minor league baseball that he's played in so far. I mean, his numbers in the minors are incredible. He's seven and zero with two point two seven ERA. Like, uh, I mean, that's extremely young potential right there. Um, and I, I agree. Like, I think. Yeah, we needed to get rid of one of those guys, and I think it just came down to money. I think Brooks was probably getting paid the most out of 
it was either him, uh, Poche, Beeks, and then there was Clevenger maybe. At, um, and I did, I just like the return we got. He's a young young guy with a ton. A ton. he has a very very high ceiling. And Brooks was good. Brooks was good, but at the end of the year, he start, started to falter. Um, I don't know if he was good in terms of like 4.5 million good. Plus, if we kept him for next year to, or I guess 2024, it would be, it would go up to 6.5 million, which would be way too much for him. So I think we sold him high. Um, but like I said, I would love, love to get Poche off this team because I just can't stand watching that guy blow another close lead because he does it all the time. It's it's like it's clock. It, it, the race could be up three. It could be up two runs, and you're like, okay, if he gives up one run, it's a, it's a good inning from him. But it's yeah, no, I like the signing a lot, or I like I like the trade a lot. Freeze up some money to go get a bat, like I was always like I'm always saying. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll definitely get into the um into the bat stuff in just a bit. Uh, so yeah, uh, Brooks Raley is off the Rays, and Keyshawn Askew is now part of the Rays system. So that's pretty cool. Also, I think his dad followed Rays the Roof, which is dope because we tweeted out the video of him. And I'm not gonna lie, like his video looks really, really good. And, um, and I'm not just saying that he, the butter of his dad. Like, like he like legitimately. I'm excited about this guy. Um, Keyshawn like Askew is such a sick name too. I yeah, no, that, that is name. a sick that name. name is like awesome. also, I, I, you have to be good if you have that name. That is true. Like, but also, I, I, I tend to value guys, especially in college baseball. Like, if you're going into college baseball and you play for a good program, I value those guys just a little bit more. Because if he's going to Clemson, that means not only is Clemson a good program, but he's also going to be playing Florida State. He's also going to be playing UNC. He's also going to be playing Duke. Like, these, you know, Wake Forest. These are programs that have won national championships, that have gone to the College World Series, that produce major league talent. Like, you know, he's not going up against scrubs. He's going up against guys who are comparable, if not better than him. And he was solid there. He was good enough to get drafted. And now he's pitching well in the minors. So uh, I really do think that he's going to turn out to be something. Hopefully the Rays will get something out of him. Now, the other one is a Rule 5 type situation because the Rule 5 draft happened today at the winter meetings. Uh, the Rays acquired uh, right-handed pitcher Kevin Kelly from the Colorado Rockies, who was selected in the Rule 5 draft from the Guardians. I don't know much more than that. There was cast considerations. I think the Rays avoided some sort of rule five pick thing. I don't know fully about what happened, but I know that the Rays got him from the Rockies in regards to the rule five draft. Another guy who low key, very, very good. He is, or I mean, not low key, pretty high key, to be honest. Um, a double A, triple A guy last year. Uh, two ERA in, in nearly 60 innings of work, 75 strikeouts sub 200 um, opponents batting average against. I mean, you know, a guy that's got a lot of good stuff going on uh, and now the race have him and hopefully he'll be a guy that, I mean, if he was going through double A, triple A last year, hopefully he'll be a guy that makes his way onto the major league roster this year, unless he gets traded for someone. Uh, Evan, do you know much about Kevin Kelly or did you hear anything much about that? I, I saw the tweet. I have no idea who <laughs> that guy is, but I mean, like I said, you can never doubt the Rays with pitching prospects because they're. It really is unlike any other other franchise. So, this I is, like it. Um, but, yeah, that's I have no good idea. analysis. Good analysis, yeah. <laughs> Bree. Um, did did you know much about this guy? Because I really only knew about him. Like like I looked up a little bit about him, but before this, I really had no clue who this guy was. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been hyper-focused on the Rays farm system this year, but I mean, yeah, I've never heard of him, but the Guardians know how to develop pitchers, and, you know, if he was in, you know, those upper levels with him, or with the Guardians and doing well, um, looks like he had a pretty solid ground ball percentage and a K-to-walk ratio, so, I mean, those are really good things to look for, and I would not be surprised if we saw him pitching for the Rays at the Trop this year. I mean, he definitely looks like it. Also, uh, he went to James Madison, if I'm seeing this right. So another solid school. James Madison has been a school that has been, you know, in the, you know, in the thick of things that, you know, they play in a worse conference than Clemson, but definitely do not count schools like James Madison out. Really, really good program. I know that they, they smoked Maryland a few times when I was covering them when I was in college. So I didn't really appreciate that, but uh, James Madison, definitely a good school to go to. So a couple of the guys that the Rays have gotten. Now let's get into the rest of the winter meeting stuff. We'll start. I mean, I don't really want to talk about the Aaron judge crap, but we have to uh, judge resign with the Yankees nine years, $360 million. I'm sure you guys saw the tweet where John Heyman basically got put in a, uh, in a casket because he said that he was going to the Giants. And not only that, but he also said he also misspelled his name. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he misspelled him. Did he misspell Cole Hamels' name and called him Coke Hamels at some point? He put really? another tweet, <laughs> like within the day. Uh, it's it's really, really bad. And then John Boy put out the, uh, the video of him just like walking around the lobby of the winter meetings, like by himself. Just it's... <laughs> It's man, you know, I, I feel no remorse for him because I've never really liked John Heyman. Uh, there's not really a lot of, uh, you know, he also works for Major League Baseball. So during the lockout, he was very much pro league and not pro players. And I didn't really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, aside from that, so Judge is going back to the Yankees. I think this is something that we pretty much all expected. Um, so he'll be with the team for another nine years. He'll be. I didn't expect it. I thought he was going to be a giant. Personally, I did. If I was gonna be honest, I did too. I thought he was leaving. I, I thought there was no way that the Yankees, I mean, I wanted him to leave because I was cynical about it, but there was no way that the Yankees were gonna get rid of him because, like, he, he makes so much money for them that, like, why would they? Yeah, lose? but I mean, you're the Yankees, you can kind of like the, they'll have more. I don't want to say they'll have more Aaron judges because he's obviously one of a kind, but like, they'll find another superstar. I thought he was going to walk because of it seemed like how he was treated this past season by fans and front office alike was just not fun. Um, You know, I thought that would kind of win out. But, you know, ultimately, if the Yankees are offering you that much more than everyone else, then, you know, you do what you got to do. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, compared to the offer that the Yankees offered him in spring training, I mean, (laughs) it's a huge win for Aaron Judge. So good for him betting on himself proving it and you know he earned it he got bank yeah no no uh, i mean props to him really because yeah he basically told the yankees where to put that offer um so good for him (laughs) this is absolutely proving them wrong maybe not proving them wrong because they obviously knew he was a great player but maybe not in terms of like how well he played last year yeah I'm not going to say that the uh, that the uh, the unicorn doctored baseballs helped out because we can talk about that too. But uh, you know, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, other news: Trey Turner signed with the Phillies. The Padres got screwed over because I'm pretty sure he just didn't want to sign with the Padres, even though Trey Turner came up with the Padres system and was part of that three team deal where the 
there was something with the Rays that there was a three-team deal. I think it was the Will Myers trade in some way with the Padres. Uh, Turner ended up going to the Nats. As Is that when we got like Sousa? Yeah, so Turner came up with the Nats, um, but started out in the Padres system. Now going to Philadelphia. That should be very, very interesting. Coming off of a World Series appearance, one that I went to, and I'm pretty sure ruined the entire hopes and dreams of the city of Philadelphia. Because as soon as I went there, they got no hit. So take that for what you will. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, I got to go to a World Series. My brother got a ball. Like, that I, 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 I can't believe he got a ball and it like legitimately had the World Series logo. I was like, nah, that, was, that is really cool. Generic baseball because it was a warm up ball. No, World Series logo on the baseball. This is going to be a little tangent, but I mean, uh, Javier might. He should have won World Series MVP. He should. That, that was he's he's so. I good. think that I think that was one of the most remarkable performances I've seen in a long time in terms of just there was no way two to, to one. They're down two to one in the series. You lose the game. It's not over because of how good the Astros were, but like, it's it's basically over. Plus, it was you're going still- on the road to a place that nobody had been able to win in. Plus, the offense was unreal in the playoffs. The Phillies' offense was. Like, I think that's – plus, obviously, the other pitchers involved in that, too, were incredible, too. But, like, I don't know. I think that's just one of the most remarkable things I've seen is just going on the road and doing what he did, especially that's as, like, a third or fourth pitcher. Like, I, I don't know. That blew me away. That was a really, really fun game to watch. That was such a terrible game for me to go to. I was like, literally like, like I had, you know, we, we had like an entire flight itinerary plan thing going. I, there was one point where I wasn't going to be able to go to the game because I wasn't going to be able to change my flight around. So I was going to have to leave basically while my parents, like my parents were going to have to take me to the airport while they were going to pick up my brother from college and then go to the game. And then I would have flown back to Mississippi but luckily we were, I mean, I don't really know if it was worth it to change the flight plan around considering the after effects of what happened during the game. But like, it was a cool experience to be at a World Series game. I mean, um, this never happened that before, good. so. That no was, hitter in the playoffs or in the World Series. That was first time I, ever, right? Uh, who? Or no, there was a there was a perfect game in the World Series. Sorry, second. Yeah, yeah, second second hitless game in 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 World Series history. So it was cool to see history. I just didn't want to see it because like I wanted to see home runs and I wanted to see them play dancing on my own and like it, it to be like a cool atmosphere. But it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it died quick. <laughs> and that catch was incredible too. I I think that was the next game. Sorry. Yeah, 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 that yeah. Was yeah the next game, yeah. but McCormick's catch in the ninth inning. That him and Trey, the Trey Mancini play was incredible too. That was those that, that was just a really fun World Series to watch. That Jordan home run was that was just awesome. That was so cool. Terrible pitch from Alvarado uh from from former Ray Jose Alvarado just throw it right down the middle. But yeah. that was hit so far. Well, like when you throw a pitch right down the middle, he's gonna hit it like five hundred feet. <laughs> the fact that like clearing the he batter's eye, I, <laughs> like it was like it was like meatball hit it. <laughs> Like, please hit a three-run home run off me. I want to get out of this game. That's basically what he was saying when he threw yeah. that. Bree, well, I, I know we, I know the World Series were a couple of months ago, but did you enjoy watching it? I did. I will kind of toot my own horn here for a little bit and say I did have the Phillies in the World Series, and I did have them losing it. I did oh. not have the Astros in there because I had the Rays in there, <laughs> unfortunately. But, you know. Well, yeah. I don't know how that happened. Thank God yeah. we didn't make it to the World Series. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was fun to watch. Um, honestly, like, this is probably not what some people want to hear, but I'm happy the Astros won and could kind of, like, close that chapter. Like, they won. They won clean, as far as we know. Um, they have... <laughs> me, they have, too. Yeah, they have, you know, a new star in there. I mean, I think, you know, I'm I'm happy for them that they got that done. Yeah, I definitely... I, I definitely... And- and the thing that I didn't feel too bad about cheering for the Astros, their best players in that series were not on the 2017 team, which, yeah. I mean, Alvarez, Altuve, Altuve didn't do a single thing, I feel like. Um, and the pitchers who played, obviously, I mean, they could have had a cheating schedule. I don't think they did, but, like, they obviously didn't cheat either. So, I mean, the two main guys, Bregman and – Bregman had a pretty good series, but um, – the main core of that of how they made that possible was not from that 2017 team, which made it even better. I think this is true. This is true. Well, um, we're going to take a quick break right now. We'll be back. We have a couple more things to talk about before we end this episode. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll be right back in this latest episode of raise the roof. Hi everyone. Alex here with a quick word from our newest sponsor. SeatGeek. SeatGeek is your one-stop shop for tickets for everything from live theater and concerts to sporting events like race games. SeatGeek uses a color-coded scale to show you where the best deals are, with green being good and red being bad. If you haven't used SeatGeek before, we have a special deal just for you. Use code RAISETHEROOF, that's RAISE spelled R-A-Y-S, at checkout for $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. Again, that's code RAISETHEROOF for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks so much to SeatGeek for sponsoring us, and let's get back to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. So, like it has been over these last few years that we've been doing these, it seems like giant world sporting events have been happening while we've decided to do podcasts, because of course they have. So, the first one being the Winter Olympics, and I don't even know where the heck they were, but that happened like last year or whatever it was, or maybe it was the Summer Olympics. I don't know. There were a couple Olympics that were going on. Um, the Winter that, Olympics, that was Beijing, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So Winter Olympics and Summer Olympics. And now in Tokyo World Cup going on. Like literally, it just seems like everything is just happening all in a line for us. Um, uh, the U.S. didn't pull it out, which we don't need to talk about because they just shit the bed against Netherlands. But it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, also, they didn't really shit the bed. The Netherlands were just a much better team and just absolutely exploited every wrong thing that the U.S. were doing. But it was cool to see them in the World Cup. They'll be back in 2026 because they're hosting. So. They get that like free auto bid. Uh, but yeah, World Cup's going on, which is completely random that's happening. It shouldn't be happening at this point of the year because of- I hate it. I hate uh, the 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 World Cup in the winter sucks. I'm sorry. I mean, well, it's it's not the fault. I mean, it's not our fault that FIFA decided to it, take the bribes of a country that is in a desert. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm glad we lost. We we're, we're <laughs> saving up our win for when it actually matters. Well, I am saying in 2026, I'm finding a way to get to Philly for but, a game. I don't care how it happens. I'm finding a way to get to Philly. A winner, a winner World Cup is just such a Mickey Mouse World Cup, I feel like. It's not a real one. <laughs> I mean, I will say, some of my friends have said that the quality of the World Cup this year has been lesser than other World Cups. And I wonder if it's because of the fact that it's basically in the middle of the league season. So that would be like all of the main leagues going on that people care about. Sorry, MLS. As much as I do care about the MLS. Uh, it's not really the main league that people care about. Like all of the main ones, people are in the middle of season, so it's kind of difficult. But is what it is. It's still cool to like watch World Cup games. Like I just think, and also I'm like collecting all the stickers for the World Cup book. 
so that's 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 been a lot of fun. That's I'm cool. not there yet, but I'm getting there. Yeah, it's I haven't been able to watch most of it just because I work weird hours and most of the games start at two. Um, I'm like watching like all the games because I just have the entire mornings basically to myself. But it, I mean, I think we did a a fine. I mean, considering how young we are, making it out of the group, tying England, I think that's a win in itself. Um, so I don't like obviously it stinks more victories in terms of a thing that happens every four years, but it's a good start because of how young we are. So this is true. Bree, have you gotten to watch most of the World Cup, if not any of the World Cup? I watched some of Spain and some of USA, and now they're both gone. So This is true. Morocco <laughs> knocked out Spain yesterday or whatever it was. Yes. So I have not paid attention since, but they are fun to watch. So if it's ever on the old TV, I'll turn some on. Yeah, and the Women's World Cup's happening next year, man. All the – man – all the sporting events, and then and then the um whatever it's called after that, the summer Olympics are coming in twenty twenty four, man. We just got everything going on. It's going crazy. Uh, all right, yeah. So this podcast is basically functioning as like us talking for the first time in a while, and us talking about sporting events that have already happened and or ongoing, and also <laughs> talking about the race. So apologies, preferably but... months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit. <laughs> You know, we we what this happened? is also a Shohei Otani podcast. We haven't mentioned his name yet, so I'm gonna. Oh just yeah, no, we haven't now. mentioned Shohei. Uh, he didn't get MVP, which sucks. He probably, I mean, I wouldn't say he deserved it over Judge, but I would have. I don't know. I like the the petty part of me would have voted for Otani, but Judge deserved it way more. Um, but Otani was first team All MLB as a pitcher and second team as a as a hitter, I believe. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's awesome to see. Yeah. Did McClanahan make it? I don't think he made it in either first or second team. Yeah, I mean, I will say Dusty Baker did give him the bad mojo at the All-Star game, and he kind of tanked from there. Yeah, but he's elite, and... I I agree with that. I mean, Dusty (laughs) Baker, it's all his fault, so screw you, Dusty. (laughs) No, we love Dusty, but that was... I I don't care if you wonder what series you ruined Shane. (laughs) We can't have that. Um, all right, so other things who who else am I missing? Other big signings during the winter meetings. The Phillies also signed Taiwan Walker. The Cubs signed Jameson Tyon. And also uh, signed... the Texas Rangers. Oh yeah, the freaking Texas Rangers signed Jacob DeGrom for reasons I have no clue why. Cause... I know why, because he's the best pitcher on earth and they're bad. And they they have money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have and that oil money runs deep in Texas. It's it's incredible how much money they have in three players. Like it, it like, and they're gonna win like seventy five games next year. I don't think I've ever seen a team give out three massive contracts like that. Well, the Yankees. I don't know. I don't think they do. I three mean, contracts I mean, like that they like inherited the stands deal, but they did give. Oh, at the same time, at the same time, yeah. like no, because the judge and the and the um the cold deal were spread out. So yeah, no, this is this is way more extreme. And I mean, their bullpen is going to be garbage too. I mean, they they they're not going to be able to afford anybody in the bullpen. It's going to be classic Degrom. He's going to go one maybe one earned run, and then their bullpen just going to blow it. Like who is in their bullpen? I, I, I no idea. Bray, Bray, Bray. Do you know anyone in the in the Rangers bullpen? No idea. No, I'm oh, sure. God. 
Let's I'm go sure through these names. <laughs> We're going to play who's that player. We're going to try to figure it. It's going to be like that Charles Barkley game on inside the NBA. They're two. <laughs> Let's see how over under like two and a half players you know in this bowl. Who he play for. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be the, it's going to be us trying to figure out who he is instead of who he play for. All right, uh, Nick Snyder, no, nope. John King, Brock Burke, Jonathan Hernandez, Greg Holland, Spencer Pat, Spencer Patton, and Joe Barlow. I, I, Joe Barlow, I recognize, but I know, I know Greg Holland because he was on the Royals back in like the t- mid 2010s. I thought King was good, but I might be making that up just to try and give them some credit. So I'm not. I, sure. I do know of a John King. I feel like I do. I don't know. There's probably a million John Kings, though. He's probably. I mean, like, that's also. Accurate. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. He might be like someone you went to high school with or something. Yeah. So Degrom was just like, "I'm out with the Mets," and then the Mets were like, "We're gonna go pay 38 year old Justin Verlander 43 million dollars a year to pitch." So that's interesting. Uh, he's he's getting a two year, uh, 86 million dollar deal with the Mets for that. Um, Him and Scherzer are back together though, which is kind of cool. That that is cool. They were on the Tigers back in the day. For those that don't remember, Max Scherzer played on other teams than just the Nationals and the Mets and the um uh what's it called? And the Dodgers, because he was on the Dodgers for like half a season. Uh but yeah, I mean that's just a wild, wild thing happening there. Um who was the um the free agent that just got posted? Uh, the the Japanese free agent who just got posted, and then the Red Sox were like, "We haven't gotten anyone, so we're just going to sign this guy, even though this guy has been very good in the uh, MPB." I can't still on my head. Five years, eighty five mil. So that's like what seventeen mil a year for a guy who's never played in the MLB. That's yeah. His name is forgive me for potentially butchering this, but Masataka Yoshida. Oh no, that's so... good. No, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he he looks pretty good. I mean, he had um uh, really really good numbers, if I'm not mistaken, in MPB. I think he had like 300, 400, five or five hundred slashes, if not more than that. So that was good. Oh, um, Wilson Contreras got signed by the uh, Cardinals, so that's another bat that the Rays could have had. Uh, Josh Bell got signed by the Guardians, so the Rays can't get that guy. Um, yeah, Contreras signed five year, 87.5 million. I'm pretty sure Bell was what two year, 33 million or something like that, or three that, year, 33 million. That I wasn't expecting it. Contreras, I think that was, I don't know, that I was think we have a pipe dream, and I think we've spent a good amount on in terms of, I mean, we gave away two prospects for Beth and Court, like who was not bad. Like, I think our catching tandem is good right now. I really don't think we need an upgrade. I mean, obviously Contreras is better than them too, but considering the price, I don't think he's that much better. Yeah. Uh, noted card collector, Matt Strom, uh, signing with the Phillies, two years, 15 mil. If you guys haven't checked out his YouTube channel, he just opens up baseball cards at random stadiums because he kind of just flexes on everyone. He's like, oh, I'm in this random stadium. Let me go open up some baseball cards. Uh, but, he, I mean, he's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, also a cool channel to look at. Henley got paid two years, 32 mil with the Red Sox. That's another guy that's going to – I don't know how much he's going to be able to bolster their bullpen, but that's someone uh, we already said Cody Bellinger one year, 17 and a half million dollars with the Cubs, or as Jeff Passan originally said, 17, $17 and 50 cents because he forgot the million in there. So what a discount that would have been. 
That would have been incredible. Highly illegal, but that would have been yeah, incredible. Highly illegal. Uh, Mitch Hanniger, three years, $43.5 million with the Giants. Andrew Heaney uh, got a deal with the Rangers, two years, $25 million. Um, Who else? Vince Velasquez got a deal with the Pirates, if people care about that. That uh, sounds exactly right. Yeah. That... Um, my God, what else am I seeing here? If Oh, Kyle Gibson and the Orioles got a deal done. For Orioles fans, I don't know if they're going to love it or hate it. Uh, the Mariners traded away Jesse Winker and Abraham Toro for Colton Wong uh, from the Brewers. So that was an interesting deal. Don't know why that happened. Um, Frontman of Coldplay, Chris Martin, signed with the Red Sox. Two years, $17.5 million. It's going to be weird to kind of, you know, balance singing, going on world tours with pitching in a random baseball stadium. But I'm sure I'll find a way. Um, that was also just a terrible joke. So sorry, guys. He'd make uh, a lot of money doing that, though. He would make a shit ton of money. I'm pretty sure that's like it. Uh, I mean, Renfro, Hunter Renfro, uh, went to the Angels for pitchers Jansen Junk, Elvis Pagaro, and Adam Seminaris. So him and Trout are on the same team. Him and Trout are on the same team. So 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 Gosh. Trout, great value. Mike Trout are on the same team, <laughs> which just must be the most confusing thing ever. They could just yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> they, wow. they could just like swap spots and no one would know. They could just like trade Trout away for like a million prospects and then just send Renfro. <laughs> Wait, okay, hold up here. Random note, random note, breaking news. Oh god, it's Heyman. I don't know if I want to believe Heyman. Xander Bogarts, the Padres, eleven years, two hundred eighty million dollars. Wow. So, I don't know if just... I can believe it because it is John Heyman and he has made some oopies. Oopies. Are they just giving up? Are they just giving up on Tatis? Were... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I well, I guess that they'll convert Tatis to an outfielder. So how bad is this PED scandal? I mean how how bad is his motorcycle driving is the other thing. I mean, Xander Bogarts isn't like the best infielder anymore. Right? Like, am I wrong in saying that? He's a pretty good infielder. He's, he's pretty good. I think I think Tatis is way more um what's yeah. the word for it? He is way more athletic. No, pa- do a lot more. Pass and te- pass and tweet it too. Okay, okay. okay. So that, so that means it's legit because Jeff passed yeah. it out. <laughs> and I completely agree with what Topkins said too. He said the hashtag Rays will be happy he's out of Boston given his success against them. So yeah. thank goodness he owned us. Everyone say thank you, San Diego. Thank you, AJ Prello, for another stupid deal. I'm not surprised by that, though. Like, I think... Dude, Prello's been spending FU money recently. That that was also a move where it was like, I think they would have gotten a deal done sooner if Sander was going to stay. This is why I love doing pods, because, like, especially during the offseason and, like, during the winter meetings, this was perfect, because, like, something like this could happen, and then we could react to it live. Um, Wow. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Did I'm, you guys I'm glad see Karamas? He tweeted out and just said no. He's period. A, he said. He said, "What the fuck just happened?" You no, know, he literally just said no. His entire <laughs> tweet was but, just. But look at his tweet before. He said, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> Sorry, right, bud. Let's do this. Oh what! Oh my fucking god! What the fuck happened? No. <laughs> Oh man, he is having literally like five hours after he was excited about uh um Yoshida, dude gets absolutely obliterated. <laughs> man, you gotta feel for Jared, man. 
Man, that's rough uh, stuff. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I say that as a joke, but dude, Kenley Kenley Jansen, I do not want that guy pitching against us. So hopefully, he just never comes in because we're always winning, and they're just like, oh, we we got to save him for you know next game when maybe we're up. Or maybe like, um, close the door. Or we can re-sign like Brett Phillips because he's a free agent and just have him hit against Kenley every time. And let's see there what you happens. Go. That would work. So far, it's one for one. <laughs> can Brett just like work for Bally Sports yet? Can he just give up on playing? I don't know. His swing has looked the... considerably better. He he showed off that video. I I understand it was like a four second video, but like the the swing looks a lot more compact, and it seems like he uh he's gotten his act together with that. He needs to be on. He needs to be on TV though. It, oh, he'd be just... fantastic on TV. I agree. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to see what else. Oh. Ray's news. Interesting Ray's news. We already talked about it. Also, uh, we can talk about our, our uh, annual thing about the Ray's stadium thing because they proposed a plan for like a billion-dollar stadium redevelopment thing with a, a box as their new stadium. So, In St. Pete, too, yeah, right? Yeah, there's that. There, there's, your, there's, your, there's your annual Ray's stadium talk news because we hate talking about it because it's the same stupid shit every year. Boggles my mind. Going, going onward. <laughs> Um, oh, major news. Completely forgot about this. The crime dog finally got his well-deserved and much-deserved spot in Cooperstown. Ray's legend Fred McGriff was voted in in the Veterans Committee, whatever the new, um, whatever that, like, new era thing is for the, um, for, uh, guys. Um, unanimous, 16 votes, unanimous, uh, election into the Hall of Fame. So well-deserved for Fred McGriff. Thank God he finally got in. Um, that was, that was awesome to see. So, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about that, but uh, just Fred what McGriff, a nickname! I mean, dude, the Crime Dog is a great name. That's an that's an that's got to be one of the best nicknames I've ever heard. It's a, it's but. a fantastic nickname, but it it, it was a uh, fantastic stuff for him. Good for uh, him, though. Yeah, yeah. Charleston River Dogs were named the Baseball America's Minor League Team of the Year because, of course, they were. Because they were incredible, and the Rays just have the best minor league system in baseball. I am going to brag on them for a little bit because I saw most of them at the complex before that. So proud of them. They're literally that age group of players, so talented. A lot of them are really, really good guys. And yeah, that's we are going to be the Rays are going to be so good for such a long time because they have some really, really talented players. Junior Caminero, I mean, He's the best player I saw in the FCL all year. Um, but yeah, they're super proud of them. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Also, side note, when I went to Auburn, I, I, I stopped by Montgomery, saw the Biscuit Stadium. It's weird. It's, it's, it's unique. I've never seen anything like it before. I think it was built in like an old railroad station or something like that. Very, very weird and unique, but I love it. It's, it's, it was cool. So it was just cool to be there. I'd never been to a raised minor league affiliate before. So this was the closest one. So shout out, shout out the biscuits for continuing to be the biscuits and awesome. Um, so yeah, so we, so we talked about that stupid stadium thing. We don't, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Do we want to go over like bats that we might want to get? Uh, I mean, we can, but spring training first. Oh, okay. so Rays will not have their spring training in Port Charlotte this year because of, uh, Hurricane Ian absolutely just destroying Charlotte Sports Park. We showed you guys. We got a video from someone who had, who had passed by it, um, like a day or two after the storm. 
millions of dollars in damage had been sustained in Char- Charlotte Sports Park, so it will not be ready for spring training, which means that the Rays will have to go find their spring training operations elsewhere for this year. That leaves a couple options available. One of them is Tropicana Field, which I don't think anyone wants because it would be stupid to have their spring training and regular season in the same place. I know maybe for the Rays it would be easier because of logistics and keeping everything in one place. Uh, another one that has been thrown out is Orlando, the old Wildwood Sports Complex where the Braves used to train. They now are in Northport, so that is all unoccupied. They already have the infrastructure system, everything in place. This The stadium has been unaltered and unchanged since that point in 2019, I think it is, when they moved. So that's an option. One that I threw out, which is a sick option, and they should definitely do it because it would work, would be playing at USF. And I, it, the, the stadium's there. They could find a way to make it work. The parking's already there. It would be incredible. It would work so well, but they're not going to do it. <laughs> so we could talk about that, but where would you guys um, want to see the Rays for spring training if you had uh, a choice? Bree, uh, we'll start with you. I am so sad about Charlotte Sports Park and the complex. That was my home all year. So it's it's tough that they're not going to be back there for the foreseeable future. But, um, I mean, it's also hard because you have to think what goes into spring training, it's not just the games that you see played. There is a lot that goes on, you know, behind the scenes. And it's hard to do stuff when you just have one field, which is why the Rays, like, they didn't just use the stadium for things during spring training. They also used the five backfields they had. So, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. They might have to split up Major League and Minor League camp into two separate locations, which would be very unfortunate, I think, for the Minor League guys to not get to interact with the Major League guys. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I think Orlando would be a really cool thing to kind of get more Rays fans from that area. Um, so I think that would be cool, but also – you know, doing stuff in the dome at home. I mean, I would not be mad at it. <laughs> It'd be nice and shady and it wouldn't rain. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Evan, where do you think that they should have their spring training at this next year? I I mean, I like your theory. Um, USF, I mean, I, I think college would be really cool, whether it be USF or even – the University of Florida would be kind of cool too. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many options down there, especially Florida. Obviously, baseball is huge in the college atmosphere, so they spend a lot. Of, they have really nice facilities. I'm assuming I've never seen them, but I'm assuming they have really nice baseball facilities. Can confirm that, that can host events like that. I'm sure they have more than one field too. Um, I don't know. I think college. I, I mean, especially being a student there too because we're going to be during the spring term like that would be really fun as a a student to go to that um but yeah i i have no idea where they're actually going to do it like college would be really cool even like florida state i know that's kind of i don't know how much further tallahassee is from gainesville but i know i think it is it's pretty far definitely far yeah i think it's like four or five hours from st pete so so it's yeah it's further but i just they, think th- there's just a ton of options there i agree that i don't know i don't know if doing it at the trop is the right thing to do i think logistically orlando is probably going to be the one they're going to use because orlando has the infrastructure 
and it's already got the giant stadium that they can use for games. And you can uh, get I, people there so much easier too. Yeah, people, and yeah, and Disney's already got the infrastructure. Pe- yeah, like people can. Like, you don't got to worry about that down. security. Everything they have the ticketing system down. Like it, it, it would work wonders. And people who travel long distance for spring training, like what I, I'm kind of going to contradict what I just said, but like there's a lot more stuff to do in Orlando than there is in Gainesville or Tallahassee. So Orlando, you're not just going there for spring training. You can go there and do stuff after the games happen, it's which would be fun. Disney. Yeah. Which I'm sure people would love. I so Dude, like, And a magic game too. Can't forget about them. That is true. The magic, the magic dudes. I mean, they're not that great this year. If anybody but... wants to go to a magic, game, <laughs> yeah, they exist. I don't know if anybody wants to do that, but I don't know. So the reason why I threw out the USF ideas is, is what Evan was talking about was, was the college experience. But I also think it's the local part of it too. I mean, if, if the Rays want to move, I, I understand the plans contradict that with the current stadium redevelopment thing. Cause that's in St. Pete. But if they even want to test the waters of trying to do stuff in Tampa, what better way to do that than by using the stadiums of Tampa? And I think UT, like if they want to go to the University of Tampa, while those views for a baseball game are absolutely incredible and rival that of any place in college baseball, the stadium's too small. So I don't know if it would work, but that would create a really, really cool intimate environment. Um, And again, USF is literally right across from Yingling Center. They have all the infrastructure there. The problem is, is, is that I don't know how many other baseball stadiums exist other than the main one because like I know that they have a practice field and stuff like that and like the softball field would be used by the softball team so they wouldn't be able to do anything with that so like with with that being said as cool as that is Orlando was the one that makes the most sense because they have the backfield set up for the youth tournaments and all of that stuff that can be used by the major league team yeah I don't know I think USF is a really really cool concept I just don't know how it would work at really any colleges unless they had like a ton of space and facilities because the college team's playing there too right so yeah, you know yeah, i mean that would be the thing yeah. is that you would have to essentially work it to where like and i mean i mean the other thing is luckily usf has time off between games so you know they'll play like a midweek game or two and then they'll have a weekend series but they're not going to be playing at home every week so that's why i was like you could make it work. It just it would be a bit more difficult, but I think it would be. You cool could, for- but like they're also like both of them are going to be practicing, right? You have yeah. however many people are going to be at the race camp, which is a ton. And plus, I mean, hey, that would be cool for the college guys to be able to. Just oh yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be awesome. I think it would be cool for the the Rays too, honestly. But just logistics, I don't know. I think Orlando makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Shane so. would love it. Could they just take? I was Steinbrenner doing it for Shane. The <laughs> Just take over Steinbrenner and use that. I'm, that I, awesome. I mean, honestly, it's not like anyone good has used it recently. Shots. <laughs> I mean, the Yankees have gone to the playoffs and got further than the Rays this year, so I shouldn't be talking. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, we have our own thoughts about that. All right, let's get into the bats because the Rays don't have a lot of bats. I mean, they have bats, but the offense, as we saw – did uh, uh, the furthest thing from producing the postseason. And I'm sure that a lot of race fans are looking for the team to try to get some sort of production uh, out of the lineup, whether that be through, um, you know, a new guy or whether that be through existing guys. But um, I'm curious to ask both of you, if you think that the, well, well, A, if you think that the Rays are going to sign anyone and B, who would those people be? I think we are. Um, I I think the infield is pretty much set. The infield's, pretty solid obviously as long as Lau can get back healthy but I'm seeing in the starting lineup in the infield be Harold at first Lau at second Wander at short and then Yandi at third so I feel like that's pretty much set 
But where I see an issue is I would say Margot and right, Siri and center. And then you either go get a left fielder and use Randy as DH, or you put Randy in the field and then go get a DH. And somebody that I would like, I mean, I know he might be a little bit pricey, but I think at this time it would be good, would be J.D. Martinez, just because he's older. Um, He's 35 years old, I think. Yeah, 35 years old. So, I mean, I, I'm going to say this, and then he'll probably sign like a historic contract, but I think we could get him on the cheaper side. He got paid 19 million last year. Um, and he was still good. He was still, he'd bat 276, I think, or 274. He didn't have the power. So, but like, I I don't know. I just, I think he would be a really, really good DH option. Um, he's always played well against the Rays too. So he just, he's just a solid player. And I think we could get him on the cheaper side. We could get him for cheaper than 19 mil, I think, which as we have shown already this playoff or, or um, free agency that we can go sign a guy in that price range. So. Yeah. Bree, who are you thinking of if they're going to get anyone? So. I really think that we pair well with the A's in a trade. I don't think that's necessarily Sean Murphy because, like Evan was saying earlier, I kind of agree. I think our catching core is pretty good. I mean, I think it's the best one we've had in a little while, honestly. Um, And, like, there's also still the option to, if you think it needs help, there's still the option to bring back Zanino if that's what you want to do. Um, Because I think he would like to play here. He's on the table. So there's always that. So essentially what we're working with there is Bethancourt, Mejia, potentially Zanino, and then you have Pinto as the third catcher um, down in Durham that you can always bring up. So I think that's a really good catching core. So while I think Sean Murphy's a great add, and if the Rays can get him in a deal that makes sense, then absolutely do it because it is an upgrade. But I don't think that is the biggest area of need. I still think someone like a Seth Brown, their first baseman, is a very good fit for us. Um, Yeah, so I think that would be kind of one. It's a lower-key bat. It's not a name, but he's good, and I think you know he doesn't necessarily strike out a ton, which is something that the Rays kind of struggle with at times. So I think that's a good option. I mean, I selfishly would love for Evan Longoria to come back. Um, I think he could he could be that DH if you wanted, or you know you could rotate the infield. I think he can still play third. You could put him at first if you wanted, even. So um, you know he said he wanted to play in one of the places he's lived. So that's kind of like San Francisco, Arizona, Tampa, and he also wants to be on a contender. So that kind of knocks out Arizona, and then I mean San Francisco. I don't know what's going on, but the Dodgers are there the Padres are there so I think that kind of either yeah so it kind of leaves the Rays um for where he wants to go whether the Rays want to bring him up in the air I don't know but Mm -hmm. um yeah I think that would be really fun and it would kind of make sense and honestly having Longoria and Wander Franco locking up that side of the infield at the same time just like gives me chills a little bit so that would be sick that would be so weird that would be I know I know that'd be so cool like like past, present, future. Like having long go back would be it would be so weird though. Like, I, I would have to take back all the terrible things that I said about him because I cursed him off. I don't have to. I would have to graciously want him back. So I think they should get a bat. Um, I agree with Bree because I was. I, I think that right now the first base situation with the Rays 
I don't want to go into the year with Isak Paredes, who doesn't play first base, and they forced him to play first base because they um, had things with Choi, and they were trying to figure that out. Or, um, oh, wait, we didn't even talk about Choi leaving. Um, Choi, Choi's gone. There are a few trades that we need to hit on, I think. Yeah, no, there were a couple of things, but I forgot about the Choi deal. He's no longer on the race, so um, uh, G-Man is no longer on the race. But, like, now now without him, like, Paredes, like, doesn't really play first base, and they kind of forced him to. Aranda. Yeah. Harold. What's, yeah, I mean, what's like, wrong Aranda with Harold? Harold works. Yeah, what's wrong with Harold? He plays first well, base. Well, I just did, like, those guys, I mean, did did Harold really play first base before this year is is, is my thing. Like, I mean, he can't, I okay. Think if you're not going to get a bat, like would be to bring up Aranda and just have him as the first baseman, which I would be completely fine with because I think he's he's a- not the thing with Aranda, and I think his bat needs to be in the lineup. But at the same time, his defense stinks. He's so bad in the field that it almost like takes away the value of him being on the team at all. This is- um, so yeah, I don't know if you want him at the position where he's getting the ball like literally every ball on play. So that's a decision for the Rays to make. I don't know. I didn't work with fielding or anything, but um, Aranda's an option there. Harold's an option. We have the people, we have bodies to cover every spot in the infield if need be. So it's not like a need to go out and get a first baseman, I would say. It would kind of be more like you're getting a bat who is also capable of being a first baseman. I don't think you're going out to get specifically a first baseman. Got it. Got it. Um, that's so, just how I see it. Well, well but, like I, if you're going out to get a position of need, I think Evan's right. It's going to be an outfielder. Um, yeah, I think if you're getting any infield position, it's kind of because they're a bat and can help in the infield. So, so I think with that, the guy I selfishly want is someone that we've been throwing out in in trades before, but never actually happened. And he's finally available, and it's Trey Mancini. And he was terrible on the yeah. Outfield. Which means that his stock has to be low. Like, I would love it, him on his the race. agent deal has to be much lower than a lot of people are thinking of because of how underutilized he was on 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 Houston and how bad he was with them. So, like that should help out the race tremendously if they want to try to go after him because he's such a you know because of how bad he was. That means his stock has to. Yeah. Be- which should help them out, and he's a great guy to add on the team. Is a great clubhouse personality. Like who? I mean, why does wouldn't he, you get him? But the thing he is, he doesn't play outfield though. He's going to he? cost money though. Well, I I don't think he will. I I don't think he'll cost that much money. I mean, wait, wait, wait. didn't he play like left field before too? Yeah, so oh, he's thought, a left fielder and a first baseman. Oh, I did not know that. I thought he was just first base. But. I mean, that actually makes. I think that's a great idea. I can see that. I, I just don't know if they're going to go after him is my thing. Because like, like I said, he is going to, I mean, I don't know how, how far or what, what their price range would be on him. But I mean, I just think that it's going to be more beneficial to them because he, he was so bad on the Astros, but like, there's no way that he's going to continue to be that bad. Cause I think that was just a bad situation on Houston. Cause he basically had no place to play. Because Houston already had everyone set up where they didn't need another guy like Mancini. They just basically got him as like a reinforcement so that another team couldn't get him. No, I, I mean, I've always wanted him. I think that's a really good call. Um, He's still available until and, you get a post that he doesn't get it. <laughs> and I mean, he he was only making 
he he was I think his club option this year was going to be ten mil, and the Astros obviously declined that. So I would sign him for ten mil a year. I would sign. We him can get him. I think we could get him for seven or eight, which I think is a pretty good price range for that. I would sign him out two two Hard. three. Two he's years with club option is sixty mil. It's like, like he's good. I think that's that's a really good contract right there. Like this is our plea to Peter Bendix and 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 Eric Neander to sign a layboy, <laughs> please. What about what about bringing Cruz back? Because I no, I don't like because it it's dangerous because me. I've always really really liked him and. He was so we bad. Always, we Rays. always wanted him on the Rays, and yes, he didn't play that well. But I, I would totally tried be it out to give work. him another shot. I don't we know. would probably have to overpay for him, though, which would stink, but... We tried it out, and it didn't work, so that's why I'm like not fully comfortable and okay with it. But it was only half a year, though. I know, but that half year wasn't a good half a year. Like it it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a painful half a year to have to sit through. But yeah, in my opinion. But I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. I think there are players out there that we can get that. I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of against getting someone that's going to be like a DH all the time. You know, because I feel like that's such a good position. Like if we want to rest, like wander or something someday we can put them in the dh position and we have somebody to fill the spot and also we have to consider um guys like curtis mead like he'll be up next year i don't know at what point right but the australian sensation yeah he's a freaking baller and he's they love him and he's gonna he's a proven commodity in australia they love him it's like it's like him and the socceroos man they're going crazy yeah, so like he's you're gonna have to factor him in the infield at some point, which is fine because we still have infield pieces we can trade um, later down the line. But yeah, so I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I don't think people should be worried about the Rays like whiffing on all of the bats this year. They're gonna get one or two. Like I promise you, they will. They might not be the ones you want. They'll get one or two though. I hope that is Mancini. <laughs> they they like, definitely oh, do. Like, it's got to happen at some point. Like it's just like. The stars have to align, and I think that they're aligning right now. But I feel like that also means that someone else is going to swoop in and be smart enough and take him instead. I and I am very glad that they have made it aware that they realize that they need a bat too. They're not being stubborn and being like, "Oh, I'm I, we trust the guys that we have." They're like, "No, we need to go out there and get somebody because <laughs> they were like, we we saw enough of that 15 inning game, and we don't want to see that again." We had like three guys batting under 200. Like <laughs> it was, it was a, it was an interesting season. Um, I, I do want to make sure just because uh, the uh, you know, you know, the luxuries of 40 minute zooms have only given us so much time. Bree, you said that there were a, a number of other things that I completely forgot about. Cause I know that there were a couple of other trades and stuff like that, that we forgot. So do you want to, I mean, yes. I don't know if we can get them in, in two minutes. So yes, we can. We got it. We'll do speed round. Speed um. round. Well, I mean, KK didn't get, um renewed and uh yarbs is gone Ugh. those are two i know everyone's happy about that but i'm not i love my yarbs but anyways so um god there was a lot okay so the tampa bay rays traded second baseman brett wisely durham durham brett wisely um to the san francisco giants for outfielder tristan peters who is very promising um 
traded Miles Mastroboni to the Chicago Cubs for a right-handed pitching prospect. I did forget about Mastroboni. That that made me sad. Yeah. Um they the Rays added a couple of these surprised me actually. Um Basabe, Taj Bradley, Colby White, Curtis Mead, and Greg Jones to the 40-man roster to protect them from the Rule 5 draft, which happened today. Um so good for those guys. Congratulations to all of them. Oh, did they trade Slapdick? Hmm? I said, I said, didn't they trade Slapdick? Yep, I'm getting there. Designated <laughs> Ryan Yarbrough for assignment. Um, also designated Javi Guerra for assignment. Very sad. Uh, they also traded JT Chagua and Xavier Edwards, aka Slapdick, to the Miami Marlins for Marcus Johnson and Santiago Suarez, both right-handed pitchers. Um and designated Bly Madras for assignment. And that should be all. The Bly guy. He he had a big hit in that um in that triple A championship game. I watched that because it was on OB Network. What a game, man. God, the Bulls are so good. Love them. I yeah. know that I know I know I know Evan's a big Bulls fan because he's uh he's free from the Darmary. Oh, he, yeah, he knows about the dynasty. Bulls um City, baby. Best dynasty in all of professional sports. This is damn mm-hmm. this is damn true. Uh so we are under a minute, at least under this Zoom. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to take one more short break. We're going to come back for a few minutes, finish everything up. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back in this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Hi, everyone. Alex here with a quick word from our newest sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is your one-stop shop for tickets for everything from live theater and concerts to sporting events like Rays games. SeatGeek uses a color-coded scale to show you where the best deals are, with green being good and red being bad. If you haven't used SeatGeek before, we have a special deal just for you. Use code RAISETHEROOF, that's RAISE spelled R-A-Y-S, at checkout for $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. Again, that's code RAISETHEROOF for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks so much to SeatGeek for sponsoring us, and let's get back to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back, hopefully for the last time in this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Just wanted to make sure that we got everything in there. But yeah, a lot of things going on with the Rays. Um, you know, a lot of good things. Some things are unfortunate, you know, like the KK situation. Uh, I think that was all expected. But again, you know, it still hurts all the same for people who watched him throughout his career. Uh, you know, same, I'm sure, for people who liked Brian Yarborough, um, saw him leave. You know, I, Just I'm, me, apparently. But no, that's okay. Other people like him. Uh, I, I don't, Ryan, I don't, you're going to do a great job. I don't dislike him. I was just kind of sick of him, if that makes sense. <laughs> Like I was just like, get this, get this guy out of here. Not, in a, not, not in a bad way. Not in like you stink. Not in the poche way. Not in the poche. But that's like another thing. Oh god. You know, I just completely forgot that the uh, the Padres had Juan Soto. Just completely forgot yeah. about that. Now they have Soto, uh, Bogarts, and Tatis. Yeah. They're and- trying to keep up with the Dodgers, man. Yeah, and they're and they're still not and, going to. Yeah, and guess what? No. The Dodgers are still going to win that division by ten yep. games. Yeah, they, like, they don't get a chance. They are the definition of little brother in NL West. Also, like the Dodgers also failed spectacularly in the uh, in the in the division series this year. So I think that was hilarious. Yeah, but, I, yeah, that was another story for another day because I did not expect the uh, the Padres to win that, but Padres proved me wrong. <laughs> Whatever, that was the one win they'll have against the Dodgers in the next like ten years. Yeah, that's fine. I hope it's not the same thing for the uh for the for the Rays with the Yankees, because I really, really, really want to enjoy one more of those playoff wins because 
still the most satisfying uh, playoff experience I've ever had was that 2020 ALDS. Nothing, nothing will top that. It, 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 it was too fun. Mm. It was too fun. Um, quick thing before we left, because I was thinking, because because of North Carolina, Bree, did did Florida make a bowl game, or did they, or or did they not make a bowl game? I don't think so. Oh. I could be wrong. I've, I'm kind of tuned out. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, no, they definitely good. did. They definitely did. Who are they playing? Because I know they're Maryland playing, and um, NC State. Because Anthony Richardson isn't playing. I know they definitely made a bowl game. Oh, they're okay. playing like yeah, AR AR fifteen, which is an unfortunate nickname. They're playing. He's declaring for the draft. They're playing Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl. Oh, that's actually so a that's d- actually a good game. Woo, let's go. <laughs> I was key thinking about trying to go to Charlotte for the uh, for the bowl game. That Maryland for Maryland's. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm so glad we finally get to play NC State in something. I can't yeah. wait for that game. I- I've just never been to Charlotte before, and I was like, oh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame is there, and I was like, I don't know why that's interesting to me, but it's a Hall of Fame of a sport, so. Okay, that, that it's works. a no. I mean, I don't go there ever. Um, I just don't really have anything there. So, but damn, it, I've heard it's a nice city. Harsh uh, words, harsh words for Charlotte. I just no, no disrespect, but I just don't ever need to go there. I'm not a Panthers fan. I'm if not you a live fan, in so. Charlotte, Evan Lynch hates you. I, <laughs> there is a there no. is like a thing. Sorry about that. There is a thing in North Carolina where I feel like I might be the only person, there, but I just hate an elitist because, complex to people because Raleigh's a better city than Charlotte is. Oh, but God. Charlotte is not on the uh, most wanted to live on places or whatever poll that is. North Raleigh is. Sorry, Raleigh and Durham is. Man, it's just man, man, man. The hatred runs deep in North Carolina in ways I didn't think were possible. Oh yeah, did not think were possible. Um. Also, side note, uh, the uh, uh, the time that it's going to be for Tampa sports or the Tampa sports scene, uh, in in and around New Year's Day is going to be hilarious because the place that I'm living in, Starkville, Mississippi State, is going to the formerly Outback Bowl and now the Rely Quest Bowl because Outback yeah. just decided to not. What the agree. hell is that? I don't. Why know. did they change that? That's bullshit. I, don't I didn't even know about that. That's yep. crazy. Yep. yep, it's now it's like a cyber security company that's now. And like, I think, oh, boo! And didn't yeah, they? I know didn't... it sucks, but they're playing on the second because the NFL is playing on the first. And guess what team is playing at home the day before a bowl? Oh game? my goodness! The Bucks. That was tough. I feel bad for talk the stadium about, workers. Talk about a chaotic two days at Raymond James Stadium. Jeez, yeah, that's tough. Uh, but the Bucs, uh, you know, Brady comeback win against Ooh. the Saints recently. Um, I don't mean to wear uh, – this just was, like, casually wearing it, but the Stamkos headman shared that. I, like that. I know. It's a nice shirt, but my girlfriend just got it for me because she was like, I needed to get, like, three shirts in order to get free shipping. So, like, this <laughs> shirt I got. And I was like, I'm not really a Lightning fan, but, like, I'll wear it because I like Stammer. Yeah, um, headman's cool, too. Yeah, thousand point club for Steven Stamkos. Less than a hundred NHL players have ever done it. Dude's like far from good. over his career. Yeah, he's pretty Nobody good. Pretty damn impressive. So I know the Bolts are doing well. The Bucks are kind of just eh. We don't need to talk about USF football. Sorry, Gibby, because they were just atrocious last year or this year. Also, uh, go Illinois. Sorry, sorry, Alex. Wow, man. Sorry, hey, 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 you got you know this. You got to cheer for the Big Ten against the SEC. No, you don't. I mean, yeah. no, I don't. You, I don't care about anyone except for Maryland. <laughs> but they're in the big. Everyone else can suffer. You have to make them look better. Nah, but I'd rather cheer. I mean, just because I'm here, I'd rather cheer for state. 
Uh, I I mean, like, I would rather want them to win because it would be more fun to kind of see this, uh, the town after a bowl game win. No, I get Obviously, I get that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of just chilling about it. It is fun, though, because State's ranked in basketball, which, like, they're never ranked in men's basketball. So they're ranked. And it was uh, it's 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 pretty cool to see the, the environment did, for basketball. That's pretty cool. Did someone have to, like, allow you to say the just cut out Mississippi from it and just say State? You have to be there for, like, a certain amount of time. I mean, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets to a point. <laughs> or, I can't believe you pointed. Yeah, I feel that like you, I, I feel like you have to earn that, right? You have, you that have to be like, was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've been here for long That's enough to where it's just state to me. It's not it like it, it's also just wow. Like, you're just a native Mississippian now. Look at you. No, I'm not. No, but that's it's a, a that's okay. a that is a local thing. Like it's a lot easier to say Mississippi State than state. Yeah, it's no, weird no, because like, like, like it's the same thing with like North Carolina State State. I always grew up just saying state just because. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you would say NC State because that would be the thing. Yeah, it, but most of the, if I'm at home, I just say Oh, state. man, have I assimilated? But, but yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I feel like you have to earn that card. Yeah, and... see, that's the thing. Like Florida State, I feel like no one calls it state here. I could be wrong, but like. I never hear no, Florida people State call it. State. People a hundred percent call Mississippi State State here. Yeah, I've heard that. That's like a hundred percent. Well, cl- clearly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've covered women's soccer here. I know how it goes. Hey, Mississippi State women's soccer wasn't bad. They got to the um second round. They won the first NCAA tournament game, which was pretty dope. I was pretty happy about that. It was uh, like I got I got to cover a tournament game. It was fun. Uh, they won, which made it better because like that meant I got to cover more games. Uh, they they lost the next game though, which was rough. But um, you know, you know, for them, I think it's a good step forward. But yeah, no, things are going well with 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 Mississippi State Athletics. I just don't want them to lose to Illinois. Yeah, I mean, Illinois. It does stink <laughs> how that game's on Illinois Monday, though. It do, it does. It stinks how that and the Rose Bowl are on a Monday. But I guess that's what happens when the NFL is on Sunday. So. Yeah, when man, man, that's gonna be a chaotic two days at Raymond James. They they did not plan that out well. Cause holy crap, that's gonna be bad. Dude, I mean, being the field guys, I can't imagine being the field guys. You have to you have to change the whole field, right? I'm assuming. Basically, I mean, I don't I don't even know if they're gonna have the ability to. They because you have to change both end end zones to the team names, plus the midfield to the logo of the bowl game. So, and I'm pretty sure the the yard. Like the the Marks number for college, you know. the yard Ooh. numbers are different in terms of the width of the field. So, jeez, that's going to be a busy day for those guys. But um, go blue on New Year's Eve though. So, I have no stake in that. I just I I think George is going to George is going to stop them. But that's 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 another story. I hope Georgia kills Ohio State. I, I know I know Georgia that Bree doesn't want that because she's a Florida fan. But yeah, uh, to be fair. I don't know if I like Ohio State either. Thank but... you. Thank you, Bree. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But I think with all that, since we've gotten all of our everything sports related, not just the Rays, but everything, uh, I think that's going to wrap things up in this latest episode of Rays the Roof. Thank you guys so much, as always, for continuing to support us. We've been doing a lot more on social media just because there's been a lot more things going on recently. So it's really helped us out just getting a lot more stuff going on. The offseason is tough for that. So we're going to do our best. Hopefully, we'll we'll be able to get more giveaways and things like that. What we're going to hope to do during the offseason is get the pod going back every two weeks or something of that sort moving forward. So do be aware of that. We're definitely going to try to do this a lot more often. 
just because we it's been tough since I started my job since Evan started his thing. I know Gibby's been busy at school, so we have a lot of things going on, a lot of things moving and shaking. I know I said this the last pod, but um, we're like actually going to try to do an every two week thing, and then hopefully once the right right once the regular season comes back, we'll be able to do a lot more with that. So do do be aware of that for the time being. But with that being said, um, that really you know. Uh, what's it called supporting us raise the roof tv and social media that's kind of the biggest thing right now just because a lot of the other stuff is um unfortunately we're not doing as much of it we're going to try to see what happens with that moving forward but for right now biggest thing is raise the roof tv on social media we're going to try to post on instagram a lot more so stay tuned for that look out for giveaways things of that nature also um if you guys uh receipt geek link is still live so if you want to go to any other sporting events concerts Anything that will need a ticket, remember $20 off your first purchase using code raise the roof on SeatGeek. That is still live. That is still, you guys can use that whenever you want. We also still have our affiliate link live with Smack Apparel. You can use raise the roof. You'll get a small discount with that for your purchase. They still produce great stuff. So definitely make sure to take advantage of that. But I think with that being said, that's going to conclude things. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up. Raise up, baby.